<sighs> Welcome back, everyone. This is the Mind Body Mentor Podcast. My name is Steven Jaggers, and I am your host. On this podcast, we pick apart the potent and powerful patterns of masters in the realms of mind and body. And today's guest is none other than Victor Otto. What an incredible human Victor is. Um, his whole family, Patty, um, both of them have taken somatic release breath work. Uh, it's absolutely honored to have them as practitioners. They do sessions on uh, <laughs> huge sessions on Zoom, sessions all over the place, Costa Rica for their retreats. Uh, it's incredible. And he's been such a mentor for me um, without even knowing it. Uh, just when I first met him, I was still living in Sedona and uh, I was, you know, really trying to figure out how to get my message out in the world. And, you know, something that he said to me that I'll never forget is what are the things that people are responding to? Those are the things that people actually want, not what your ego wants. Those are the things that the world is, is actually asking for. And, and you got to go in that direction. And since then, um, that has always stuck with me. Uh, this podcast was a little short, but um, it was done at his house in Austin, and he dropped some absolute bombs. His story is incredible um, and so inspiring, so I know you guys are going to enjoy. Um, if you want to support this podcast, you can leave us a five-star review, leave me a little comment. Um, that would make my heart just, yeah, I, I read every one of those, and it's it's. I'm so thankful to be able to grow and to be able to speak and to be able to put information out there for you guys. As always, this podcast is sponsored by Vivo Barefoot, my favorite shoes. Um, some of the only ones I wear besides you know, my Nike blazers. I like to wear those. Those are uh, reminiscent on my, my inner child skateboarding days. But Vivo Barefoot are my preferred shoes. They are incredible. I have been you know, wearing them for so long. They've corrected so many of the issues with my feet and they're pretty stylish. I especially uh, wear them when I'm hiking, you know, working out. Um, they allow me to just have so much more proprioception to the ground. Uh, you can use the code AJBARE10 uh, for 10% off at checkout. Um, and also this podcast is sponsored by Organifi. My brother Drew Cannoli has whipped up the best uh, supplement superfoods in the game. 100% glyphosate-free, organic. Uh, they make sure I'm covering all of my base nutrients. So you can uh, use the code MindBodyMentor for 15% off at checkout at Organifi. And without further ado, here is the uninterrupted podcast with my brother Victor Otto. It's an absolute honor to have you on, brother. Awesome. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Yeah. So first off, I just want to get into, I know you just made a recent move to Austin. Um, we obviously met in Sedona about a year and a half ago. So what has it been like uh, living here in Austin? It's been wonderful. One of the main reasons we moved was because of our children. We love Sedona. It's a very cool place, mm. but there weren't as many opportunities for the kids. For example, sports, you know, all of our kids, we have three of them and they love sports and there was like no leagues available. Mm. And we just felt Austin would be a nice balance of something that would 
be in alignment for me and Patty. There's like cool, cool, like hippie spiritual people out here, you know, yeah. down to earth people. It's got a nice climate. And also mainly it was for the children. But so far, you know, we kind of came here on kind of a whim, on an intuitive whim, but it's worked out beautifully. It's worked out beyond what we could have even hoped for, honestly, and on all regards, family, me and my wife, Patty, we're all very happy. Yeah, I know you guys like moved to, to Sedona and then right away you guys were like, actually, no, we're going, we're going to Austin. So it was more just like a full body, just like we're doing it. Um, and it makes so much sense. I mean, Sedona, obviously I've spent a lot of time there. It is a very transient place. Yes. It is an incredibly spiritual place, but at the same time, I do feel like it's lacking a little bit of the solid grounded community, which I feel like Austin is calling so many people in. Yeah, exactly. There was a, there's, that was attractive to us as well. Like, uh, a, a grounded mentality, people that seem more embodied, not to judge anyone in Sedona, yeah. but I found it difficult to find people that I really clicked with in a sense. And I thought I would, but I find out here, um, it's more like my flavor, you could say. Yeah, absolutely. So first off, brother, I want to get into a little bit about your story. I know that, well, obviously you've been a YouTuber for a long time. Um, you are studying lots of different modalities, including somatic release breath work. That's kind of how we, we met as well. Um, what was the catalyst for you to begin your YouTube journey where now I know that you have affected thousands of lives, probably millions of lives, but what was that catalyst for you to like start your YouTube journey and to start putting yourself out there? Yeah, you know, for years, it was something I always wanted to do. Some uh, calling I felt I had, but I was just too afraid to do it. I always sort of justified putting it off or it not being the right time. And it was like a, it was like an inner knowing that it's time to do it. And I resisted that. That I completely ignored because I was afraid, as I mentioned. But then it felt like my whole life started to kind of turn on me and push me out of my familiar situation. At the time I got on YouTube, I had a pretty established life. We had a nice home. I was running a gym. I grew medical marijuana in my basement, so we had like a decent income. Yeah. And I was like very safe and stable. And it had taken me a while to get to that point. So when mm -hmm. I felt this like inner, like this inner intuition that said, now it's time to pursue YouTube. It, to me, it seemed ludicrous. It seemed like this is sort of drastic to just uproot myself. But so I ignored it. And then everything started kind of falling apart. My gym started failing. My grow operation had all these very unusual problems. And I just sort of like was in a sense manifesting, you could say, a resistance, a resistance to my path. I just knew it was time to move on, time to follow my calling. And because I wasn't, shit hit the fan in absolutely all areas of my life until at one point I just had to like let go. So I shut down my gym, I quit the grow. And then that was when, you know, I, I sort of committed, all, went all in with YouTube. And you already had a family. Obviously, you had Patty. Did you have your, your children as well yeah. at that point? Yeah, and that's what made it so difficult. I felt like I was being very irresponsible, leaving mm. a stable circumstance for my own personal dream. Well, what about the kids, you know? Mm. But it was, the, the calling was so strong, I, I just realized I can't ignore this. It's not going to work. I can't, I can't even imagine putting myself in that position to take a leap like that, especially when you... 
you know, you do have a family, but I feel like so many people that are parents, um, they, you know, they sacrifice that sort of dream for themselves to remain stable. And at the end of the day, you rob yourself and then you end up robbing your kids as well too, because you aren't actually taking care of yourself and living your own mission. So it's, it takes so much courage and a lot of the times life will start to um, collapse all of the other things that you had going on to really show you like, no, you actually have to do this. Like you actually are made to do something more. But what, when you started out YouTube, did you start in the spiritual sphere? Did you have sort of like a spiritual awakening before that? Or what, what called you to start to put the information that you are out into YouTube? Yeah, well, I had a spiritual awakening several years back, back in like 2009. I had a, mm. I had a, an awakening experience, you could say, where at that point I started going through all the different ups and downs and changes and wild, unusual, you know, mystical type of things that people go through during an awakening that started to happen. But it was years later when I finally got onto YouTube. Um, and for me, no, I did not start out with spiritual stuff. In fact, I, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. I didn't know I had this calling to be on YouTube, but I didn't know what it looked like. I didn't know what topics to discuss. So I started like five YouTube channels. I had one for uh, growing marijuana in my basement. I had one yeah. for fitness. I had one for like uh, living off the grid or some. I was like RVing and stuff. Then I also had my Victor Odo one, which is sort of the one I neglected where I could just sort of upload whatever other random mm -hmm. thing that came to my mind that didn't fit into my other categories. And ironically, the Victor Odo one, just my own random one, is the one that started to get traction because that was where I was sharing the most authentic the most honestly and authentically with no real agenda to grow. I was just doing it for mm. myself. And then I start, then from there, my sort of niche, you could say became more evident. Like I realized, wow, me sharing my spiritual experiences is apparently very helpful to these folks. So that's kind of when I decided to go all in with that one. Yeah. So it wasn't like your agenda of what you thought, you know, the world was going to respond to. It was just your, you know, the most authentic expression that was coming through you that people really resonated with. Yes. Yes. Mm. Was there, do you remember like your first video that went viral? Yeah. Did, did you have like a first video that went viral? I did, man. Yeah. What was it? And this it came at a good time. At this point, we were like, we sold, had sold our home. We committed fully to this freaking journey. Sold our home. We moved into a 21-foot RV. Three kids, a dog, a cat, litter box, all that in a 21-foot RV. We, had, we were living off a credit card debt. It was nuts. And this one video that I almost didn't post went viral to the point where I was getting like 1,500 subscribers in a day with this one video called The Hermit Phase of Awakening. And the interesting thing, and now at this point, I'm kind of a business coach, and I share this with like yeah. the clients. I say that... This is a video that was totally imperfect. I almost didn't post it because I thought it was a bit like all over the place, but it was authentic. It was real apparently. And it just, it just sort of went viral. And that, from that point forward, my channel started to grow uh, a lot faster. Mm. The hermit phase of awakening. Can you give us a little bit of like <laughs> the, the, uh, the gist of what that video was about? Yeah. A lot of people who go through a spiritual awakening from what I've observed, they end up finding themselves in one way or another in a circumstance where they're really not working, they're kind of like peeling back from their day-to-day -day obligations, they're not really going out with their friends, they're kind of going inward. 
and they're they're mm. usually at this point obsessed about spirituality. They're on YouTube for 16 hours a day, yeah. meditating, trying to open their third eye, all that kind of fun stuff. And they're just like exploring their spirituality. But it can be a challenging time for people because they feel guilty. They feel like, I should be working. I should be contributing to society. But there's that inward pull like, no, it's time to be with yourself, time to get to know yourself. So that was what the video was about, that sort yeah. of uh, journey, that phase. Yeah, I think we all go through that phase where it's a necessary time where we go through, I mean, all of us go through seasons in our life where we have to go into a winter time. We have to go into a fall to actually start to create space, to peel back the layers, to get rid of shit, to just create space and then go inward so that we actually have energy, you know, springtime to like plant new seeds to become the next evolution of our own growth mm, and yeah. so we i'm sure you've gone through lots of those phases and it probably has continued um right now you know we talked a little bit about that you feel like you're entering sort of a new phase a new chapter in your life what what is your current process like or where, what do you feel like that new evolution is growing into yeah well for a time for like a few months, I could sense that something is going to be changing within my business primarily and the yeah. things I tend to focus on, but I didn't know what it was going to be. I just knew that my current setup, that all the different things I was doing started to feel kind of draining, a little bit out of alignment. And there is a probably a several month period where I was just, you know, thinking about well, what could I do? How could I shift this? And I would have these different ideas that some would stick longer than others. But anyway, this, this process of evaluating my life eventually uh, eventually led to what I'm doing now, which is focusing a lot on coaching people who are like I was five or six years ago. People mm. not only going through their spiritual awakening, which was my former niche, um, but people who want to get online and share their story and, and become a coach or a healer and coaching them on the business aspect, which I know a lot of like the spiritual folks it's not their forte, you know? Yeah. So, and it's something I just enjoy teaching. So a lot of my energy now to answer your question is going into coaching people who are in that circumstance. And it just, yeah. regardless of what it is, it just feels very fulfilling. It feels very deep and rewarding and it's giving me balance in my life. Mm. So I find that when it's, when things are ready to shift in that regard with your life purpose, it can be kind of, things can feel up in the air for a time, but in my experience, the result is always feeling like more harmony, more balance and more fulfillment. And that's kind of where I'm at now. Yeah. I, I feel that. And it's so cool to see, like, as you've gone through your chapters in your life, just sharing what you've gone through and what you actually have been embodying. And you have been embodying that sort of, um, integrated spiritual and very much uh, business savvy individual so that you can now share that with other people. And I feel like, especially in the spiritual community, we are um, most, most people have a hard time with business structure and, and that sort of thing. I'm curious if you're seeing like, as you're working with people, are you seeing a recurring blockage or issue when it comes to coaching or business like when you're working with these people is there any patterns that you're recognizing with people yeah i think i think like too much of a good thing can be a bad thing and i think a lot of the spiritual content out there 
paints this sort of attractive picture of just manifesting abundance. Yeah. So when it comes time to building a business, in my experience, everybody I know who's developed some level of success didn't just sort of do it out of their ass. It, it's kind of like yeah. I had to work hard. I had to get up early. I had to do things when I didn't want to do them. I had to kind of force myself. I had to grind a little bit. All those words are not at all really resonating with like the spiritual community. So I have to kind of, one of my goals as a coach is to kind of like warm them up to that. Not only yeah. like the idea that you got to do it, it's not going to just fall into your lap. This, this success, this impact, this big purpose. But there's a lot of growth and, and wisdom and good things to be gained from the persevering through resistance and forcing. And, and through that, you get to really see what you're made of. Yeah. So I think that's like an invaluable inner growth that you get that also, in a sense, helps the business. So I try to like paint it in a different light so it's not seen as like a bad thing. It's like a good thing in a way. Yeah, it's like that, that the law of attraction is like missing some pieces. You know, a lot of people think that we could just, okay, I'm just going to visualize it and I'm going to see it clearly and then I'm just going to manifest it where it's like, no, you actually have to put in the fucking work yeah. and you have, to, you have to have your thoughts, words, and actions also all in alignment and put in the work because you can't bypass all of the little things that you learn along the way. And, and that, that journey of actually grinding, hustling, waking up early, putting in all this different work is, is the thing that gives you the skills to be able to help other people embody that as well too, because you can only take someone as deeply as you've gone yourself. Yes. Yeah. And, and also, it's, it reminds me of like people who in the lottery, a good percentage, they squander it because they don't have mm. the maturity, the foundation to really handle yeah. that level of abundance. And I feel like if someone was just to sort of drop into this successful online, you know, purpose driven business without having gone through that journey, even though it might have been a pain in the ass at times, they wouldn't really know what to do with themselves. It, it would yeah. quickly spiral out of control. So it's also, yeah. I think, essential just to develop that maturity to handle and appreciate the success yeah. you get. A lot of people, um, they see the amount of freedom that someone like yourself or like me has where, you know, we are able to, you know, make YouTube videos and teach people and coaches and, and it's all, it's all beautiful, but there comes a, a certain level of, of uncertainty with that because no one's coming to save you. Yes. No one's coming to save you. And if everything was stripped from you right now, the journey that you've gone through would allow you. And I know this for myself, that everything that I've learned up until this point, I have no doubt that I've developed the skills that if everything was stripped from me from me right now, I'd be able to do it again. Yes, mm. absolutely. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel that way? I do. I had this one mentor a long time ago when I ran the gym named Bedros and he said, if people stopped using money as a currency, I would find, and it was marbles, I'd find a way to gather marbles. I would do what it takes. You know, just like you yeah. said, you, it's like a, not only like the skills and the maturity, it's also, I think, the proving it to yourself that I, I've done this before. Mm. I know, it's not faith, I know I can do it again if I had to. Yeah. And that brings a different type of security, not dependent on the the, the bank account and the fluctuations in life. Yeah, because there really is no no certainty in anything, even if you are working a stable job. And we're seeing that big time now oh, with yeah. COVID and so many people getting laid off. Yeah. Yeah. You have to take it into your own hands. One thing that I see with coaches and 
healers or practitioners and I've, or I, I've had mentors, business mentors that have said the number one sort of a blockage that they see with coaches is sort of the self-worth issues or mm. the self, um, imposter syndrome. Yeah. That kind yeah. Of thing. That, that sort of thing. And it's like, what do you feel like the root cause of like these self-worth issues are? I think we all have self-worth issues yeah. to a degree, most human beings. But I think when you really start to live on, on like the threshold of your potential, it, it brings up those issues. So yeah. I think people who are going to be a coach, they're coming face to face with issues that they've always had. But now yeah. this situation's making them address them. And right. that's also a blessing. Mm, yeah, you can't bypass it. It is so true. I feel like everyone, everyone has those issues. It's just, are you willing to, it's the same thing that we were talking about. Are you willing to take the journey and actually face the dragon head on and continue to work through it and embody it? Because that's actually the, the muscle that you will gain. It's not like the self-worth issues are going to go away. You just have to face it and you start to develop the muscle along the way. Yeah. And I think what I'd like to say to other people, if they're relating with that, something I learned is like, I used to have this mentality, like once I get rid of the self-worth issues, then I can start working then I can mm -hmm. go for it. What I realized is well, they're still with me to this day. They're just new layers coming up all the time. What I realized is that you can have all those issues and blocks and all these insecurities and still choose to go forward as best you can. It reminds me of General George Patton, this famous war hero. He was asked one time, he said, they're at, they said, were you afraid in battle? And he laughed. He said, of course I was afraid. It's a war. He said, but I never take counsel from my fears. Mm. And I think a lot of people, unfortunately, they let mm. their fear, they let their, their, their acute awareness of, oh, I'm so neurotic. I have these issues. They let that um, be an excuse not to go forward. And he's saying you can have that and go forward anyways. Yeah, the fears aren't going to go away. No. The fears aren't. You, you should never take counsel from your fears. I love that. Yeah. Mm. So obviously you have a couple different modalities that you work, not only business coach, spiritual coach, um, theta healing, right? Or is it, um, oh, QHHT. sorry, QHHT. Uh, can you, can you tell us a little yeah. bit about that? It was developed by a woman named Dolores Cannon. She's okay. Really yeah. Cool Dolores woman. Cannon. Oh my yeah. God. Go look her up if you, if you, have. She's <laughs> yeah, incredible. she's a badass, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. But it stands for QHHT is quantum healing hypnosis technique. It's a very deep level of hypnosis. You can take people into and sort of guide them into their subconsciousness where there's a lot of those deeply rooted, um, you know, core blocks, if you want to call them issues that you can have access to and that you can experience healing and clarity and awareness um, through this technique that she developed over like decades of time and over thousands and thousands of people. It's a pretty, pretty miraculous modality that she's perfected. So that's one of the things I do, though. It's really beautiful to, to see people have breakthroughs during it, honestly. Yeah, it, it, I've heard it's incredibly powerful. Also, I just want to say is that I know that you probably have held the biggest somatic release breathwork session out of anybody. <laughs> What's been the most amount of people that you've had in a session? Well, online, there's been like a thousand or so. <laughs> yeah. I've done like 300. So... You've been doing quite a few somatic release breathwork sessions, obviously thousands of people doing it. The, the world is sort of asking for it. What have you seen as far as like some of the breakthroughs? What have you felt like this modality is really helping people with? 
Oh my goodness, I don't even know where to begin, man. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's I mean, that's so, so broad. Phenomenal. That's so no, broad. I can answer it, but yeah, it's like yeah. I'm just so impressed to this day with that modality. Yeah. Honestly, it, I feel like it helps people get rid of like like significant chunks, you could say, of their deepest, darkest, most suppressed wounds that is unconsciously wreaking havoc in their life. And one session can literally just help someone yell it out, cry it out, shake it out. And it's like after, and I, this is what I experienced, but also just yeah. doing so many ceremonies, you see people, the way they're responding, it's like, it's gone. The energy is gone. They're like a different person. So mm. it's phenomenal for that. It's also phenomenal for helping people to, I would say the same way people can have access and then the ability to release these deep, dark wounds. They also have the capability on the other side of the spectrum to become aware of like their higher self, if you will, their, their soul, their, their, in, their intuitive guidance can sometimes come through very clearly, but they may have felt lost for a long time. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh my God, this is what I'm supposed to do with my life. It's so clear. Yeah. So it's like both. It's both. It's the full spectrum. You know, you, it's like Carl Jung said, you, uh, a tree can only grow as high as its roots grow deep. Right? Yes. And so it kind of allows you to go on a somatic level physically to those depths of those things that you've been hiding, not only on a psyche level, but on a body centered level. And that allows you to become clear on the opposing force as well. I'm curious. I, I know you specifically when you were doing sessions with me in the training, I know that you went through quite a profound transformation. Would you be okay sharing a little bit about that? Yeah, I can try. It was like, it was many layers to it. One of them, was one of my big blocks I've had, kind of going back to this earlier conversation, was this fear started to kind of come up in association with me living my purpose, making YouTube videos and things like that. I had this fear that it's it just like a fear would come up. And I found that I, when I was nine years old, by the way, I was hit by a firecracker really badly. It was a, a real serious thing. I was watching this firework show, this neighborhood show, and it was like one of the finale fireworks, it was lit. And it came with its own launch tube to put it into perspective. It wasn't like a little bottle rocket. And this thing tipped over and shot directly at me. And I went into shock. I was walking around in flames. I was weeks in the hospital. Very like tr a truly traumatic experience. Wow. And I realized that, that that exact experience is what gave me like this fire to help and share. But because it came from that, it was like I associated like creative intuition with fear so it, it helped me not only become aware of that which was like really like surprising to me but like i was able to go through all the different layers of healing the anger like why did this happen to me the the tears of acceptance oh my god it's a blessing and all these different yeah. layers of healing associated with that one traumatic thing um among many other things but that was like one of the more noteworthy aspects of that particular session it's crazy always, right I'm always just blown away at the level of layered processes that people access through it. It's, it, it blows my mind. And thank you for sharing that brother. Yeah. I also want to get into something that I really see that you embody and, um, it's, uh, it's very inspiring is to see the way that you and Patty work together and see the way that you you guys navigate and i know it's not always like rainbows and butterflies and stuff like that but how long have you guys 
been together. And then I also want to hear, have you, I know you guys have been holding sessions together as well too. Mm. Yeah. Cause you guys both practice somatic release breath work and obviously other modalities as well. But how long have you guys been together? And, and maybe if we can get into a little bit about like, how do you guys hold space for each other and your own <laughs> transformation? Cause that, yeah. that's a, that's a, that's a hard one in relationship nowadays, um, to have a family, to also, grow and be able to, you know, transform into new, new people and, and, and to, um, evolve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been married almost 15 years together for about like 17 or so, 18 years. And I feel like blessed that we're together because there have been many times where it's not easy, where we don't always hold space for one another. Sometimes we resist each other's process even to this day. But I think what, I think we just love each other enough, enough. There's enough love to go through the chaos that sometimes life throws at us through our relationship that we've just been able to kind of grow and evolve together. You know, there've been times where I've been a mess going through like my own sort of dark night of the soul, if you will. And she's fortunately been kind of stable. And now it's like, sure. Currently, I'm kind of being, being more like the stable force for her as she's going really deep with her plant medicine and this and that. And we've just, it's always been kind of like, it's always just kind of worked out. Um, and as far as like our ceremonies together, we do, yeah. it's beautiful, man. It's really cool because she brings like an element to it that I don't have. She's really musically talented. She sings and she, mm-hmm. she drums and she like does these like shamanic ikaros almost. Yeah. Where it just that combined with the breath work, it's it's so powerful. As well as the people there tend to whenever we do them, there are people that know her. So she has able to exude this level of like, I got you, and they people can trust her. And then there's me. So it's like a really neat a duo, you could say, where I'm like the the, the lead, the coach. And she's got this feminine, powerful, feminine, musical aspect. So it becomes this whole ceremony. Honestly, it's really fun. Mm, That's incredible. Yeah, it's so nice to have both masculine and feminine dynamics there in support for, you know, people to go through that process. Because a, a lot of the healing actually that I've been seeing lately has happened through those masculine feminine dynamics uh as far as a a coach or a practitioner working with someone of the opposing sex and being able to kind of repattern that safety dynamic as well feeling safe enough to be held by a man or feeling safe enough to be held by a woman and so it's 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 so powerful to have both of those both of those present and especially to sort of also embody the healthy mom and dad in a, in a way, you know, I think that I've noticed that as well with, um, with different practitioners, you guys are obviously parents as well, but you you embody the father archetype as well. And Patty probably embodies that, that mother archetype as well. So especially during ceremony, they see the level of love and connection that you guys have for each other. And that creates a sort of safety for people to, you know, during that work, maybe go into like inner child work or to, um, really help that sort of dynamic. So I don't know if you've ever thought about it like that, 
but that's something I that haven't I, actually. That's, that's but something thanks. that I see see that you guys embody very very much. So awesome. So I wanna I wanna respect your time and and sort of wrap it up here. If you had any sort of suggestions for someone, whether it's starting a YouTube or jumping into their life purpose, um, I know that's super broad, but uh, any like words of wisdom for someone in that in that in that yeah. space? Because I know you've been in that space multiple times. There's a few things I always tell people. One of them is be willing to let go. A lot of times people who want to find their purpose or people who are, they, they sense they're like in that process. One of the, like the, the, the big stepping stones is letting go of something that is taking up a lot of their time and energy, but their mind thinks, Oh, I need this. I'll follow my purpose and hang on to this thing. Mm. I find it doesn't really work that way that yeah. they need to let go first. And then at that point it's understand that, it, it just uh, to really tap into that part of you that's courageous. It takes courage mm. to do that. Like you said, Stephen, earlier, it's like there's a there's an exchange. You're exchanging safety, but unfulfillment, unhappiness, yeah. lack of growth for the complete unknown where there is no safety. Um, and but but there's a, an opportunity for a deeper level of life satisfaction. But it takes courage to step away from that safety net, which most people let bind them to a life that's not really making them happy so you got to have that courage to do it and then yeah, as you do that you get to prove to yourself that oh my god i can do this but no one can no one can download that into your mind you have to show it to yourself yeah. you have to witness yourself doing it and then you develop this unshakable confidence that only comes from the experience of letting go and then having the courage to go for it. Isn't it crazy that nature re rewards that? And I know that I've taken that from Terrence McKenna. It's like nature rewards courage. Once you, you have to hurl yourself into the abyss to discover it's a feather bed. Yes. Right so on. It's, it's always that, it's always that like, letting go of what what and and maybe it's not even that bad maybe your circumstances isn't like bad so it actually makes the decision even harder to let go because once you let go of something that's like it might be okay things might be you know mediocre but you let go of that you actually and it's scary as hell uh life will reward you for that you, know, you have to create the space for new things to fall into place we only have so much capacity and so there is, and I have found in my own experience, there's always, um, within that next level of transformation, you have to be willing to let go of the, this is okay to actually step into something that is incredibly powerful or your purpose. Um, you know, there is no such thing as like loss or gain within nature. It's all just exchange. Yeah. You're exchanging. Yeah. I, I love that. I love how you said, you kind of added to what I said, meaning like you jump into the unknown, but there is a different type of support. Yeah. It's not the, the support that like society tells you you need, that your mind, you know, takes comfort from. It's like a different, there's like a, it's like you, it's like you align with the flow of life and the yeah. flow of life will, will tend to give you what you need. 
whether it's a book that comes as a gift and it's got the right message or an mm. opportunity at the right time, when you jump into the unknown, there is support. You just don't always see it beforehand. You only see it when you need it in that moment, but it is always there. Yeah, you've been a walking embodiment of that, um, hurling into the unknown, even you know, like we talked in the beginning about having a family and, and still and still not giving up on, on your purpose and your mission. And I know you've helped thousands, if not millions of people in your life. So it's an honor to call you a brother and a friend. And I'm excited to see what this next evolution looks like for you. And oh, thank you, uh, brother. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's an honor to have you on, Victor. And until next time, we are out. All right. <laughs>